Thinnerlogs is a Chicago-based sketch group that writes comedy grounded in shared true, personal stories about our existence as lifelong nerds. We started your stories to give everyone a chance to do what we do, share their own stories, and foster a more heartfelt, welcoming nerd community. Your Stories is about embracing the weird and obscure in your life and asserting your geekdom with a group that gets your references. And, most importantly, Your Stories is a place to bring people up, not to put anyone down. Hey everyone, my name is Eric Arnaud. And this is a special bonus episode of the Nerdologues Presents Your Stories podcast. Today we're joined by two founding members of the Nerdologues crew, Kevin Walsh and John Thibodeau, to talk a little about their most recent project. And, hey, since it's Fan Fiction Month, they're also going to share a prepared piece. Uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to these guys, and I'm really excited to check out what they've got going on. But I'm not going to say too much more about that right now, because they will tell you all about it in a few seconds. Uh, but speaking of Kevin Walsh, He's going to be performing with the Nerdalogs tonight, that's March 15th, uh, at midnight at IO Chicago, where we're putting on a show called Fan Fiction Live. Uh, what happens in this show is we will take one-sentence synopses of fan fiction that you submit and improvise them before your eyes. This sounds awesome, right? And it's only five bucks, so be there if you can. Uh, our next Year Stories recording is this Sunday, 7 p.m. at the Public House Theater, 3914 North Clark in Chicago. As always, these shows are free to attend. The prompt this month is, it's a mad world. So if that makes you think of anything, write a story, share it, and get on the podcast. Or, if you can't come to the live show, uh, submit a story online. You can check out our last Your Stories Online episode for info on doing that very thing. Uh, but that's enough info for now. Thanks, as always, for listening, and let's turn it over to Kevin and John. Hey guys, so uh, today I am here uh, with some special guests, actually a couple founding members of the Nerdalogs. We have John Thibodeau and Kevin Walsh, who were in the group way back in the day of what, 2010 it started? 2009? Yeah, the, the, the early days. Man. First class. Um, <laughs> and so we are catching up with them this month because they have some sweet new projects going on that we, uh, we want to talk about. Also, uh, Kevin has a fan fiction story. He couldn't make it to the live show to share because of this new project, so we're going to do that, too. Uh, but first, let's talk about what you're doing right now, which is uh, a pilot called The Startup, correct? Yep. Indeed. It's called The Startup. The working title was uh, Programmers. Programmers. <laughs> Two hotshot computer programmers. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, uh, this is a thing we worked on uh, specifically to set in my office space. Um, which looks like a sort of hip tech startup. So we wrote it with con those constrictions in mind. And Indeed. it's just about a group of nerdy programmers that um, run this company that basically makes an Angry Birds type of game called Karate Cats. Yeah, and it sort of uh, is easily relatable, I think, to members of our generation because oftentimes, you know, we're joining the workforce now and we've all come across those... those uh, you know, tropes that we find in the episode as well, like being the new guy and also thinking you're a little bit over your head as well. And ping pong tables. Yeah. Every quote unquote cool office space has a ping pong table. Yeah. That no one plays on. <laughs> so like how long did this whole process of creation take for you guys? <sighs> um I it was it was cold outside when we first It was met. cold. It was still cold. So, so it could have been that long ago. Yeah. <laughs> um late late in the like, fall, like, fall, November, like almost maybe? You know, November, December, yeah. there were some like, 
pretty big round of like layoffs at my work, and it kind of shocked me into like I need to do something. Mm -hmm. So we started working on it then and lined everything up and have been writing and we we filmed it all in three days. Yeah, yeah, three days at Kevin's office, ducking uh, the real workers who <laughs> happen to come in on the weekend. <laughs> So you have some, like, extras that are actually legitimately working? Yeah, we had, um, oh man, I feel so bad, um, uh, this, one of my work co-workers, Julie, was, was in the office doing real work, and I sort of, like, was like, hey, can you, why do you need to work in the office? I mean, you could work from home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was, like, the one awkward thing, but everyone's been really supportive at my work, and it's not about them you know it's, mm -hmm. it's separate but it's just yeah we're space. just basically we're using their furniture <laughs> yeah and their cool space which is i mean it, when you guys watch it, it looks like a real office because it is a real office you know so and, you said oh i'm sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna say it's also liberating to be able to film something that's not set in an apartment because we've all seen those web series and done those web series <laughs> where it's like well this is the set we have you know yeah um and I've known people, like you said you filmed this in three days, I've known people who have spent a year or more trying to put a pilot together. Like, that seems to be really impressive. Like, you guys certainly, it seems like you have a clear vision of what you want to do with this. Is that is that fair? Well, it was a lot of prep work, I would say, um, by, uh, by Kevin especially, making sure everything was lined up. And we got a lot of great people to help us out. Like, uh, all the extras and, um... Joe Gennaro. Yeah, let's talk yeah. about the cast. The Nerdalogs Joe Gennaro is in this playing you, right? Playing Kevin uh, Walsh. Yeah, mm -hmm. so part of the thing I realized in trying to get it done on a tight timeline with, like, eight different schedules was that I couldn't direct, shoot, and be in it. So, um, I asked Joe sort of at the zero hour, and he, like, stepped up big time and was super awesome. Uh, but we did joke on set that... Joe has been making his comedy career out of replacing me. <laughs> so. uh, yeah, and, yeah. now I can't watch it without thinking, oh, that's Kevin. You I know? should have changed the character's name from Kevin, because that was probably the weirdest part. So Joe's name is still Kevin. In, yeah, name in the, Kevin, show, the show, his name is yeah. Kevin, yeah. Uh, who else is in the, in the program? Some people we might know. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, so uh, uh, John's uh, sort of the leader. Mm -hmm. We've got... Um, his little brother is Gary Richardson. Yeah. Um, his best friend and co-lead is Brian McGovern, who's done Nerds uh, Against Humanity and mm -hmm. some other stuff, other other guys. Um, Chelsea Devantes, who is on uh, Herald Team of Us, a Raptor at yeah. IO. Um, and also does things at Second City now. She's on yeah, the, the touring super company. Super active, super yeah. awesome, and she came in. Um, Eddie Mujica, also on touring company with mm -hmm. her. Uh, Joe, as we mentioned. Yeah. And Matt Young from yeah. Improvised Star Trek. He did Nerds Against Humanity yeah. with us. And he also, does, he also does Shakespeare, too. Yeah. From time to time. So, yeah, he's a heavy hitter as well. And Kelly Riley, who I am happy enough to kiss on the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah, that's, indeed. That's not true. Yeah. Uh, man, that's a, that's a solid cast, though. So, uh, just this past week, you put up a teaser for the startup, correct? Yeah, um, a, a little bit of a, an, an outtake. Um, the other great thing is a lot, like, everyone that was in it, I wanted to be, like, friends. Um, so Kevin Reeder and Chris Geiger were, were sort of, like, background programmers, sort of planting the seeds if we want to do anything with this in the future, um, putting them in the world. Um, we have a scene of, in that video intro, it's just sort of a slow-mo, Geiger's carrying a boombox of Coors Light. 
Yeah, um, yeah. The way the plot of the show goes, I mean, like, you know, no spoilers, but there is, like, they have, like, a party in the office, and this is, was sort of an outtake from everyone arriving at the office, getting ready to party. And uh, there'll be more uh, yeah. teasers to come, yeah. I imagine. And uh, my friend's band, Merlin Wall, was really generous in donating, like, all their music to, because we're not allowed to use any copyrighted yeah. music for any mm-hmm. of, like, these contests and things, so... Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Really collaborative. And I feel like the, it's the, like a rare instance where we got someone to donate their music and their music actually fits like almost perfectly. Now, I can't imagine it without that yeah. kind of music, you know. Usually you have to be like, oh, this is great because you yeah. can't say, no, I don't want this free music yeah. that you worked hard on. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. in a ukulele Beatles cover band? Let's see <laughs> if I can make that work, you know. Although, well, that would not work. That is yeah. still <laughs> yeah. copyright protected, fortunately. Yeah. Does Michael Jackson still own the rights beyond the grave? Yeah. Of course, yeah. His I estate. Like, I his think. estate does, yeah. yeah. But I think they're loosening up, right? Like Beatles just got on yeah. iTunes a few years ago. They got on iTunes. I think they're going to start being in commercials, and before mm-hmm. we know it, they're going to make hologram Beatles. Uh, Help, Help yeah. has been in a couple commercials, I believe. So, yeah. yeah. It's, uh... Man, I want that public domain. <laughs> I feel like it is so universal that like yeah. that should just be public domain. It's like half of Superman, like, might be public domain. Like, can you imagine what people would do with that? If, really? Yeah. Just one half. Because one of his two creators, like, had worse legal representation than the other or something like that. Okay. So, so the, the character himself? I, I don't know what the consequences Yeah, how do you do half? How do you divide <laughs> yeah. it up? Like, where do you draw the line? That's a really good question. But uh, something to think about, you know, when these things go in public domain. You only get Jor-El. You can do whatever you want <laughs> yeah. with Jor-El, and that's it. But not Marlon Brando Joel, because no. he probably has a, a state. Yeah. Marlon Brando himself is copyrighted. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, back to the, the thing at hand. So what are your plans for uh, for the startup? You mentioned uh, shopping it around to contests and things. Can you talk more about that and whatever else? Yeah, there there's a really cool festival that we're going to be entering. It's the Chicago... Oh, I'm going to put your name. Chicago TV Comedy Pilot Competition. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, Rolls right off the top. Couple, <laughs> uh, a group a couple of years ago like, got a deal with HBO Go to produce web content. And then the, uh, the other thing we're doing is New York Television Festival, which is big. And um, we're actually friends with the guy that has sort of cleaned up there, Ted Tremper. Um, yeah, yeah. He used to show called Shrink, and, and that's been remarkably successful. And we're going to see how we do there. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's sort of uh, liberating to just, uh, you know, when once we were rap shooting, and I mean, there's still a little bit of editing to do, but uh, to just make your thing and throw it out there and see if it sinks or swims, you know? Do you feel like this, like this show could or should go on air, or is this really just to show what you guys can do? I think, I think it would fit nicely on, like, an FX or something like that, mm-hmm. as is, or it could be toned down and put on something else and or it could work as a web series if Mm -hmm. someone wanted to try doing that and we're going to try doing that probably yeah we'll see how this pilot's received and we might like i said spin it off and keep telling stories of these characters and introduce new characters like like geiger's um beer spitting (laughs) bearded crazy (laughs) yeah yeah basically chris geiger playing chris geiger (laughs) the part he was born to play yeah exactly um yeah i think um if someone wants to give us money to do it we will do it (laughs) otherwise we will make it ourselves and put it on the internet yeah that's the glory of living in today's time less pizza at the shoots yeah that's probably the biggest expense with pizza (laughs) Um, what is the online release date for the whole thing? Or are you going to keep that kind of to yourselves until after these contests? Um, 
Well, we're having a party. Yep, uh, March 30th mm-hmm. at the Public House. You guys know where that hey, is. Hey, yeah. yeah. Familiar location. Indeed. Uh, we're having a release party there at 7 o'clock, March 30th at the Public House. That is the Sunday, right? The I would, thought it was a Saturday, but maybe it is a Sunday. Maybe. Everybody open up your eye calendar. Yes. That's a good it's a race. It's the Saturday. It's the Saturday. The last Saturday of March. Look we're having a release yeah. party at 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And at this party, we can expect... The show. Yeah, you can right. see the show. Hopefully we can get some sort of, uh, you know, maybe we'll have some light snacks or something. Yeah. Wine yeah. and cheese for everyone. Uh, ukulele Beatles cover band. Will be uh, yeah, perfect. yeah, that'll Great. be there too. Okay. Um, maybe a popcorn maker or something, <laughs> I don't know. This theater should have that anyway, I think. Yeah, I think every You want theater. the, like, your, your whole thing is drink sales. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You want people salty, salty, yeah, yeah, salty yeah. Food. yeah. Just, just, just have a big old salt lick. Yeah, for everyone to lick. <laughs> and just as they walk in, mm-hmm. just like run your tongue across a salt lick. Yep. <laughs> have you been talking to Byron about this? Uh, salt lick. Well, <laughs> yeah. you know, we'll see how this um, release party goes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Build up that cloud at the pub, and then yeah. who knows from there? <laughs> salt licks for all. Well, that's really cool. So you're gonna screen the pilot uh, mm-hmm. that day and. Uh, we can all enjoy it. I will be there. Sweet. I think. I don't think I have anything going on that day. Well, so I hope excellent. you don't have anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me look at my calendar again. No, I really do want to see it, so. Mm-hmm. Cool. It, it's a fun undertaking, and I think it holds up really well as a sitcom story. Is it, like, 22-minute standard yeah. kind of? Yeah, yeah. Standard. Pretty mm-hmm. standard stuff. It'll just be, like, sitting down and watching the pilot of shows that are on TV, hopefully, you know. We might even put it on a television set instead of a projector. <laughs> Just yeah, also, if anyone listening to this before March 30th has a, has a projector we can borrow, we'd I love that. I used to have one. Uh, <laughs> I have yet no to longer. tap into the friend network for a projector when I need to do that soon. Let the call go out. Yeah. <laughs> um, Throw up the bat signal. <laughs> yeah, the projector signal. I bet Batman has a projector. Oh, yeah, I bet he does. He's a billionaire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably has, like, two. I mean, why, why would you need a projector when you could have just an LCD screen that size? Mm, that's you know? true. Yeah. Fair point. Because yeah. he has to have everything. That's yeah. true. A backup. <laughs> yeah. A backup to his, like, 90-inch LCD TV screen <laughs> is, a, is a holodeck and the backup to the holodeck. <laughs> It's just a project, just a DLP projector. <laughs> so uh, before we move on to the story part, is there anything else you guys want to say about the show, or you want people to know about what else you're doing? Um, well, I don't have any. I've been literally working on this very hard since November, and very proud of it. And it's such an interesting outlet um, to find yourself in, having come from performing, doing improv, doing stage stuff, mm-hmm. kind of. Getting out of that world and getting into writing and, and filmmaking and editing and doing all this like craft type of stuff has been like really fun experience and you have like a finished product. It's so great. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's one thing about doing video that you know you made this thing and then nobody can take that away from you. You know, everyone can't go and see your best improv show that you've ever done, but uh, you can always hold up the videos and say this is you know this is what I'm capable of doing, which is a, a fun thing. Good point. Cool. All right. Well, uh, let's everyone go to the the launch party for the startup on mm-hmm. Saturday, March thirtieth. And like us on like us on Facebook as well. You yeah. Can find us at the startup uh, series. The, yeah. Oh, the startup series. Facebook.com slash the startup series. Indeed. Like us, and um, if you can't make it out, we'll probably drop it the week after or later, or we'll split it up into five-minute chunks or do something appropriate. Yeah, yeah. I so mean, we might tease everyone who doesn't come to the party with five-minute chunks. Yeah. 
as well. But if you really want to be the cool kid, you should go to the party. You gotta yeah. come to the party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. There'll be a Beatles ukulele band there. <laughs> yes. So as you know, uh, John Thibodeau and myself, Kevin Walsh, are sort of mint condition, rare, out of print founding members of the Nerdalogs. Um, John's done a show with them at I.O. recently, and, and I too got to do the Nerds Against Humanity, and it takes you back, you know? Um, a lot of nostalgia. There's some good feelings, some good vibrations. Chris Geiger's beard looks different, <laughs> but yet, still Chris Geiger. Yep. Um, so this month, the theme was fan fiction, and it's kind of funny because we've been there. Uh, we've literally done a fan fiction sketch. Yes. Um, if you recall, um, it was Star Trek slash fiction, uh, where we had a Geiger as Riker do weird stuff with Bill Kenkel's Picard, while Caitlin Costello's Captain Janeway had a four-way... And who were you playing? I was playing Jordy and Worf simultaneously because oh. I'm the lone black guy. But it was a four-way. Cisco, a Cisco as well. Cisco, yes. <laughs> For some reason, I sh- we forgot to write in you as Tuvok as well. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, know. I pitched a, a sketch with Tuvok in, in those <laughs> days. Um, I've also performed as a sting- uh, Klingon stand-up comedian. Um, before Benedict Cumberbatch was John Harrison. Um we were performing before Rick Grimes, or like back when Rick Grimes was still stuck in Atlanta. Yep. And uh, when Star Wars was still Lucas's to shit on. Um, which brings us to now. Um, we did a show in the public house theater, it was just the pub theater. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted to read a piece that I wrote for that. It was a fan letter to J.J. Abrams. And I'm going to present that in its unedited form and then an update for today's world. So, Indeed. Take it away, Mr. Walsh. All right, here we go. September 25th, 2010. <clears throat> Fuck you, J.J. Abrams. There, I said it. Blasphemous? I don't know. But I don't think I'd be a proper nerd without totally flaming one of the golden boys of nerddom. It's not like I don't like his work. It's just so good that I hate him for it. Here are my list of grievances. Lost. You fucker. You created a hit. Why'd you have to go and make a show so rich and compelling to watch? Six seasons? That show should have been on the air for a year. Two. Tops. It would have been perfect. It would have come together flawlessly. See, you gave the internet enough time to figure out that it was purgatory. And don't give me any bullshit that the island wasn't purgatory. You're not that deep. You just got caught, so you had to spiral the show off in 20 different directions just to come back to the whole purgatory thing to make it seem like a surprise. You ask questions your ass couldn't cash, so own up to it, JJ. Next on my docket, Cloverfield. You're a kick-ass writer, producer, director, trifecta of dream jobs. You couldn't leave well enough alone. You're the king of fucking marketing now, too? That's my job, jackass, and now you're doing my job better than me? Fuck you, show-off. I bet you do improv better than me, too. And finally, Star Trek. The holy grail of my nerddom. You revamped the single greatest franchise in the history of science fiction. Saved it from extinction. And you did it with respect to the existing canon? 
My god. How I hate you. You fucking self-righteous prick. You somehow simultaneously ruined Star Trek for me and then made it too awesome to hate? How is that even possible? As a longtime Trek fan, I can tell you this. Star Trek is about diplomacy. That's the premise. It's almost naval, in a way. Slow, calculated, smart. And you fucking killed it. Blinded it to death with lens flare. Ritualistically drove everything I love off a cliff. Star Trek, the movie, completely ruined the essence of Star Trek. You made Star Wars. There, I said it. You, J.J. Abrams, made Star Wars. Don't act like I don't know. A young man from a podunk town heads for the stars, struggling to achieve his true destiny and surpass his father? Sound familiar? That's because it is. You're living every nerd's dream right now, Jeffrey Jacob. I hope you appreciate it. I'm hard on you because I like you. You've got a great power, and with that, a great responsibility to the fans. I know, Cheesy. <laughs> But it's good to know we have one of our own on the inside. Don't let us down. Kevin. So I wrote that in 2010, and uh, here's my addendum. Addendum. February 17th, 2013. Star Wars? I clipped. I'll do it again. Star Wars? <laughs> I clipped. Star Wars? You got Star Wars too? How is that even possible? Is Hollywood that devoid of creativity that they went, oh, he does star stuff, why don't you just give him Star Wars? You want Stargate too? How about Star Fox? You have your hands in Star Trek, one of the biggest sci-fi properties of all time, and you go, you know what? I can do exactly one better. Fuck you! You get both playgrounds to play in? You are a selfish asshole. How, how are we even nerds going to even debate the merits of these two properties anymore? We're too blinded by the lens fair and father-son relationships to really make an educated argument. Now that you have what you want, what you've wanted all along, JJ, can you please, please, please restore Trek to its former pre-Enterprise glory? You didn't fuck us yet, JJ. Don't fuck us now. You fucker. Love, Kevin. So, that uh, that's the piece I wrote, and... Sidebar, I'm actually cool with Disney owning Star Wars. Um, Disney doesn't fuck with what made properties great. Muppets, still awesome. Mm -hmm. Pixar, unchanged. Marvel, have you seen the Avengers? So, Disney owning Star Wars, yeah, it will be different. Uh, but it'll still be amazing. They're taking something old and cool and updating it for a new audience in a way that George Lucas couldn't. And there are worse things that bring other people's Star Wars fan fiction to life on the big screen. Sure be better than the shit George Lucas wrote with the prequels. <laughs> and the end of my piece. present your stories is sponsored by the chicago sketch comedy troupe the nerdalogs and is recorded the third sunday of every month at the public house theater 3914 north clark street in chicago the stories you heard have been prepared and presented by the speakers on a volunteer basis special thanks to sean patrick boyle for his help with recording our theme song comes from the band stage shirt for more information on the nerdalogs your stories and everything else go to www.nerdalogs.com